Welcome back to another podcast of Talk Concord, a city initiative to bring you information about current and future happenings in the city of Concord, centered about why it's a great place to live, work, play and invest. We will be inviting members of the community to join us to talk about business, arts and entertainment, tourism, health and more. Access is via our SoundCloud account, via our website, www.concordnh.gov. My name is Susie Pegg and I am the Economic Development Director for the City of Concord. Our PIO Stephanie is letting me fly solo again with this week's podcast with our guests, who I will introduce to you in a little while. But first of all, let me update you on some, some recent happenings in the city. March the 5th, if you've not seen already, is a special municipal city election for the at-large and Ward 10 councillors. Make sure you, uh, uh, you vote for one for the at-large and if you're in Ward 10 for the Ward 10 as well. Concord Police are accepting applications for the next Citizens Academy. If you want to know more about the Police Department, the deadline is April the 1st. Information on the website. Ice skating is still on at the Everett Arena, and if, if the uh, conditions are right, outside in some of our ponds. And again, go to our website for more details. The Parks and Rec Spring brochure is now available. Take a look at the huge variety of things you can do to, to get up to. I'm going to be doing the drop-in pound class at the new community centre on Thursday. A great stress release. And the City with the Chamber have a call out to professional sculptures to submit entries for the next Art on Main project. Again, look out for more information there. If you're not aware the new sidewalk regulations are enforced to help us keep the downtown and clutter safe and clean, information on website, make sure you look after your sides people downtown. And if you don't know already or you've been under a rock, winter is with us. If you've not already, please sign up for notification on our winter parking bans at the city website. It's important to keep the streets clear so our plows can do their job and keep all our residents safe. Okay, on today's podcast, we're going to talk about housing and economic development and, and its importance to economic development growth. As a city, we want people to move here to provide potential employees for the companies we have here and ones who we want to attract. Today, I am very pleased to introduce some two great leaders from two of the great assets in the Concord region to the studio today. I have as my first guest, Rosemary Heard, the president of Catch, and as my second class, John Hamilton, New Hampshire Community Loan Fund. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So, Rosemary, I'm going to start with you first. You're responsible for the overall operation, administration and management of Catch at Neighbourhood Housing, and she brings to, I hate to say this, more than 25 years of private and public sector. She does nothing like that age. <laughs> I'm also proud to serve on the board of Catch, and I love the work that she's doing. So welcome, Rosemary. Thank you, Susie. I think you can add a few years to that 25. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep it down. We'll love uh, all yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> but for our listeners who've probably never heard of Catch or have heard but not unsure about what the organization or what it does, just explain a little bit more about what that is. Sure. So this is Catch's 30th year, believe it or not, here in Concord. Um, we were initially set up to serve the needs of Merrimack County. And in fact, John Hamilton, who's here with me today, is another former executive director of Catch Neighborhood Housing. So it's exciting to have us both at the table. Um, we had a nice chat before the podcast today. Um, so 30 years um, of history here of serving 
um, affordable housing needs. And I'd like to highlight the importance of a range of housing options mm -hmm. that are affordable to a wide range of people. Mm -hmm. It's such an integral part of economic development, of community development, and it's the way I believe that communities evolve organically. Mm -hmm. um, so over those 30 years of our history, we have invested almost $67 million wow. in the communities that we serve, um, and the beneficiary or beneficiaries, should I say, are the folks who live in our developments, mm -hmm. um, most of whom work. Yeah. And we're in a, in a world today where a living wage in New Hampshire is north of $20 an hour. Mm -hmm. And so what is now a twelve dollars or $1,400 rental payment that people have to pay, that was a mortgage payment yes. when I purchased my first house yes. and then some. <laughs> and yet salaries have not kept abreast mm -hmm. with that kind of inflation. Mm -hmm. And so people have to work two and three jobs to be able to reasonably expect to keep a roof over their head. Mm -hmm. And that is certainly not the communities that we want to create. And we're seeing it firsthand over on the seacoast where businesses are not able to keep their doors open because they can't find folks who can afford housing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a lot of our residents, our average um, salary that our residents make are between twenty and $30,000 a year. If you work in a minimum wage or north of a minimum wage position, where is somebody expected to live? Yeah. And how does one choose between paying one's rent, putting a roof over your head, food on your table, and then having a car to commute to wherever you yeah. are, are supposed to work out? Um, so for me personally, to be able to lead this organization and provide that kind of security for people is just phenomenal. Yeah. Um, we have many, many developments here in Concord, both family and senior housing. Um, our senior development, which is up off of Manchester Street, which is just fabulous, 45 unit development. We recently um, created a partnership with the Concord VNA, for example, oh, there. Wonderful. So that the residents, we now have an on-site nurse coordinator who can work with seniors. Mm. These are all seniors who spent their whole lives working and now find themselves as retirees mm -hmm. um, and having a hard time making ends meet. So yeah. the personal yeah. um, stories here are phenomenal. They're mm -hmm. very moving. Um, none of us would want to see our aging parents in, mm -hmm. in that kind of position, or indeed our children who can't find housing. Yeah. Um, so we're a taxpayer. We've, we pay over half a million dollars a year to the communities that we serve. While we are a nonprofit, um, we take our responsibility very seriously to mm -hmm. give back to the communities in every way that we can. We not only develop affordable housing, but we also develop some market rate housing mm -hmm. on the lower end of the market rate spectrum. Mm -hmm. A good example of that is the redevelopment of the Endicott Hotel yes, yes. here on Main Street. Yeah. And that was a situation where we controlled a the only place that one could develop market rate housing at the time in Concord, and we felt very strongly that the city of Concord is a phenomenal partner to catch, that we owed that to the city to do that, and at the same time we were developing Menino Place on Store Street, mm -hmm. um, a property that we master planned with Steve Dupree okay. at the time. Yeah. Um, so 
not only do we provide housing solutions in support of economic development, but we ourselves are an economic development engine. Which is great. And one thing I also love about Catch is that you do the home team, the whole buyer. Absolutely. And I think similarly for someone like me, when I first started looking at how to buy a home, that would have been a phenomenal thing to go to and learn about. So just talk a little bit sure. about the home buyer. Um, so home team, um, if, you, if anybody's interested in listening today, um, you can find that at www.hometeamnh.org. And Home Team, as it, the name suggests, provides education on all things home-related. So purchasing a home, saving for a home, working on your credit to get you um, a home buyer ready. Uh, we serve about north of 60 communities in the state of New Hampshire with Home Team. We also do um, foreclosure counseling which fortunately we're doing much, much less of nowadays. We also go out to some of the major employers, um, Concord Hospital and others, uh, where we can bring our class to larger groups. Which is a great partnership. I think that's absolutely great. Absolutely, absolutely. And the difference that that makes in people's lives, knowing what they're dealing with before mm-hmm. they go into that complicated process, I think it is huge. It's huge because I know mm-hmm. we're even from buying a house in the UK and buying a house in America, two different processes. Absolutely. And I think just to have had someone tell me what I had to do would have been great yeah. for even someone like me. So it was. It's. I think it's a thing, and I think you may have. A session coming up soon, maybe, in Concord? We do, and our class schedule is on the website, again, www.hometeamnh.org. Um, the other exciting thing about Home Team is there are four partners in Home Team. Catch Neighborhood Housing here in Concord, um, NeighborWorks of Greater uh, Manchester, um, Ahead Up in Littleton, and the Lakes Region Community Developers. Hmm. All four of us had the same program. We got together and merged all of our programs very successfully into one entity, which gives right. us a lot more strength. Again, what I love about all of this is it's it's a, a partnership. Everybody works in partnership. You Absolutely. don't work in alone. And I love the way that Concord has figured that out. We yeah. figured out how to move that, that dive forward. So any future projects you've got going off that you, you're all able to talk about? Well, we just finished um, a fantastic project in Franklin, which was the redevelopment of the Franklin Light and Power Mill. Um, that is now complete and leased up. We have a couple on the table right now. Unfortunately, we're, you know, <laughs> quiet, <laughs> quietly working on these <laughs> these developments. Yeah. Um, but there are. We're not only focused in Concord, but also outward. Mm-hmm. Um, we also. So at Catch, we have several lines of business. We have our affordable housing development. Mm -hmm. We have our market rate housing development. Mm -hmm. We have our property and asset management company. That's true, yeah. Where we not only manage our own properties, but manage for others as well. So we're always trolling for new developments. Yes. Um, But they have to be in the right location. Yeah. There is no point in developing affordable housing in the middle of nowhere. Because people cannot afford to get to the the sort Mm -hmm. of work hubs, if you will. Um, so we have one or two on the drawing board right now. <laughs> so please stay tuned to that. Um, our website is www.catchhousing.org. Um, all of our impacts are up on our website and all of the ways that you could support, including donating to Catch. That's true. And um, also perhaps coming to our Catch Comedy Night. Yes, which tell is on, them all about that. Yeah, yes. Catch Comedy Night is our annual um, large fundraiser. We're entering our 30th year, so it will be a lot of fun. It's the 
um, at the Capitol Center for the Arts, and uh, it's political satire. Yes. <laughs> and I doubt there's very many years that it could be any more humorous. <laughs> um, so it promises to be a fantastic evening. There is a reception beforehand at 6, which you are welcome to join us for. Um, and uh, we have the Capitol steps. And while many of you have seen them already, the uh, content changes on an annual basis. It does. I was at it last year, and I have to say, the guy playing Trump was hilarious. Yes. Uh, but all of them, it was an absolutely fantastic evening. I've already got my tickets. I'll be there. And regardless and of your politics, oh, Susie, yeah. it's, it's equal opportunity. opportunity. Yep. It is. Yep. I just think it's a really good night for yep. everybody to get together and just have a real good hoot. Absolutely. It was, it's absolutely. brilliant. Absolutely. So please uh, sign up for that. So one thing I always like to ask people is, um, what do you like about Conquer? What is it about Conquer for you personally you like? Well, I have an interesting answer to that. Oh, but is it, be, is it good or bad? <laughs> I, I, I think it's, it's wonderful, actually, because okay. for 30 years I drove up 93 every Friday night north to the Lakes region. And the only place that I ever stopped in Concord was Bear Wright. And some of the <laughs> listeners will remember Bear Wright. It was down by the gas station. <laughs> and one of my pet peeves, and continues to be, is how to make Concord attractive from the highway. Yes. Because once you take that turn onto Main Street, yes. with what has happened um, with the Complete Streets Project, yeah. in my 13 years in Concord, and it was 13 years on February 13th. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> the difference in this city is immeasurable. Yeah. Um, with all of the efforts around the arts, um, the rejuvenation of the downtown. And so how do we get folks who make that trek every Friday night to get off mm -hmm. the highway and have a glimpse of what Concord is truly Correct. like? Yeah. Um, and it's unfortunate that that highway has kind of bifurcated the river yeah. and the river as well. Mm -hmm. um, but there are a lot of people who are a lot smarter than I thinking about that, such as yourself. We are. We are trying to do that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Even a mural, you know, <laughs> as you drive up the highway. Um, but I commend the city leadership has just done a phenomenal job in placing Concord at that kind of jumping off point yeah. where we're seeing restaurants and retail opportunities in the downtown. Um, so I love what's going I on, like it, yeah. And I think that five more years and it's, it will be just different again. I, I, I totally agree with you. I think there is another uh, generation on the horizon, I want to call it, that yeah, I see. Absolutely. And I think what we've done, we come into the conclusion of one rena renaissance. I think there's a, a, a nice renaissance coming up behind it. And certainly it's more than it is more than downtown. It's the whole Concord region. And I think housing's critical part of that. So the more we can bring housing in for all age Absolutely. groups and all pocketbooks, mm -hmm. that's important to me because not everyone's a CEO, you know, but there's a lot of restaurants want service workers, you know, that kind of thing. We want to make it affordable for everyone. Uh, I think that's critical. So thank yeah. you for that. Thank you. I'm now going to go over to John Hamilton, Vice President of Economic Opportunity for the New Hampshire Community Loan Fund. And again, the same thing. Tell us a little bit more about what you do. Great, Susie. It's great to be here, and it's inspiring to hear the continued good work that Catch uh, is doing under Rosemary's leadership. And uh, that is one of the things we do, is to help support the good work of community-based nonprofit housing developers like Catch throughout the state 
and here in Concord with Catch. Um, so when they get to a point of needing to raise additional capital, we're a source of alternative lending that helps them. Sometimes it's the very first early money into a project to get it started, and sometimes it's the last money to get over the finish line. And that's our role, is to fill capital gaps uh, in the market mm -hmm. to promote uh, economic development. Mm -hmm. And we do that in a number of ways. One is for affordable housing, as we just discussed. Um, also, um, organizations like Merrimack Valley Daycare Center, oh, right. you know, that they yeah. cr create such a vital resource yeah. for our early learning opportunities for our children yeah. to grow up. The impact that it has on young kids is unbelievable. And we believe in that so much that we put our money behind their success. Mm -hmm. um, in addition, there are a lot of local businesses that are struggling with recruiting and retaining their employees. Mm -hmm. We've got a workforce housing shortage. Yeah. And so not only do we help on the workforce housing side, but we also team up with businesses like Blake's, yes. you know, that's offering good quality manufacturing jobs um, and helping to source more local food. Yeah. All of this is about recycling money locally. I agree. And yeah. that's one form of uh, economic development that I believe that is really important in, it's not a top-down uh, approach no. to economic development, but it's a bottom-up. It's the community coming together as neighbors, helping neighbors, and pulling together uh, so we can recycle more money every time it rotates in yeah. the community. Mm -hmm. You get like a dollar and twenty-five, dollar fifty worth of value, mm -hmm. as opposed to when you buy from a um, big box store and it just yeah. goes right out of the community. Yeah. So the more that our economic development can be looking at meeting unserved needs mm -hmm. and recycling that money, um, all the better. And well, I, I totally agree because when I when I was looking to do the economic development plan, I was looking at ground roots up as well as you know attraction from top down, and it comes to me in the middle at some way. But you grow on both seed plots on the other both sides of the thing, and they'll come together eventually. And that's why I think it's so important that people should shop locally or know where the food's coming from. You know, we have a lot of great farms here, and you know, I love I love to support, support the local CSAs and things like that. So I think it's just being cognizant of where you're getting your, your stuff from, and if you can put money into some local you know local business, better do that than to go to the big box stuff anyway. I see us as a, a city becoming almost a boutique retail um, because you know go, you can't get it anywhere else not even Amazon you want the experience you know you want to look at these shoes that are really unique or clothes or so that kind of boutique retail where you can't get anywhere else and so and in the end that will be a locally grown shop yeah. kind of thing or whatever other thing so I think what you're doing is fantastic and there's one other um, sort of local self-help solution that we've helped to work on and that is um there are a number of people in our community here in Concord that live um, in a manufactured housing park. Mm -hmm. They've poured their life savings into owning a home. Mm -hmm. But we need to work on normalizing that home ownership experience because mm -hmm. what happens is their home sits on land that's owned by an outside investor. Yeah. Um, and increasingly, the trend we're finding is that some of the mom and pop owners of these mobile home parks are now being sold to private equity investors like, yeah. that are really focused on maximizing the they just want return. to turn it over. Mm -hmm. And what happens when the outgoing uh, seller, um, when the outgoing uh, seller sells and the incoming buyer buys, it's a much higher price. Yeah. And how is that 
cost borne mm -hmm. by passing along to the residents. Yeah. So it's a form of wealth stripping for the residents. Yeah. So the unaffordability of the housing is really threatened. Yeah. So the affordability of the housing is threatened. And so one of the things that we love is that the very courageous residents in, I think, four uh, mobile home parks here in Concord have organized together and formed a resident-owned community mm -hmm. where they themselves band together and form a corporation that owns the land underneath their homes and that they themselves become the buyers Which of the is park, interesting. as yeah. opposed to it continuing on to another outside investor. And that is such an empowering way to preserve some affordable housing mm -hmm. and really address the community's need for workforce housing. And to probably doing that, they take pride in their in the place because they want to keep it looking nice and keep it updated and the rest of it. And I think people need to be aware that if they're in that situation, that you can be a go-to resource to help kind of bridge fund gap that that particular project. And, and quite frankly, and this is true about all of our initiatives at the Community Loan Fund, where sometimes it's the availability of our capital that gets us into the conversation mm -hmm. about these economic development mm -hmm. initiatives. The biggest impact we often have is the quality of our technical assistance or the business education that we provide. Mm -hmm. And so not only do we fill in that capital gap for the residents and help them access, get access to capital mm -hmm. where they can go to the bank and get as much as they can, we'll fill in the gap mm -hmm. beneath that. But it's really working with the residents themselves, helping them to form that corporation yeah. and different committee structures so they can manage the park themselves or contract it out to a for profit property company that they manage themselves. So it's not such a, you know, it might be a bit of, if they look at it, think, I don't know how to do this, yeah. you're the how to. We can help on any of the challenges that come up. And the beautiful thing with the resident-owned communities is that there are 128 other examples throughout the, the state. Really? 128. That's a lot. And not a single default in 30 years. Wow. So the perfect track record is because these residents work really hard. Yep. This is their pride. This is their opportunity mm -hmm. for ownership. They're not going to walk away. No. And this is what makes this model so successful. It's a beautiful self-help solution to a very difficult problem. Yeah. And I think, again, it's addressing a need in the community that they probably didn't again when you're right when people move away from that business and they got someone from the outside they don't understand the nature of the beast of keeping that that community together so i think that's a great example and what i want to just quickly look at is um what's the future look for like for almost this is a question for both of you where do you see this whole thing going if, if you can just comment you know what if you put your goggles on and you're looking into the future and you're thinking, what does it look like when it comes to these kind of initiatives? I, I think there's going to be uh, more initiatives. And I think that people are waking up to having a different relationship with their savings, their money, hmm. and realizing that they can, play, you know, they may begin to ask themselves, where's my money sleeping at night? Good. Is it active yeah. in a way that I want it to be? Because neighbors helping neighbors, this, I think everyone has a voice in how to create the economic development solutions of the future. Yeah. And so I think that it's not this distance thing, well, I have to hope the city is working on this, or I hope my neighbor who works at this as a profession is working on this, but it's actually everyone here in Concord as a community coming together to do their part of a, as a neighbor helping other neighbors mm -hmm. who are in a point of need or have an opportunity that requires mm -hmm. some additional capital. So I actually think that as we get more localized mm -hmm. and as we get more ground up in our solutions, 
that it involves more people and that we'll see a more diversification of our economic development strategies. Because there are other housing needs that are unmet. Mm -hmm. There are other economic development needs that are unmet. And I think we can all, by joining together, are better able to meet those unmet needs. That's a very interesting insight. Rosie? Um, From a housing perspective, we need to get away from this pull the ladder up, Jack, I'm okay mentality. And we need to stop thinking about affordable housing in a negative way. I agree. We used to call it affordable housing. Now we call it workforce housing. Mm -hmm. We're continually looking for another name to call it. We need to be very aware we're in one of the fastest aging states in the nation. If we do not create sustainable housing for people, number one, there's going to be nobody here to look after our listeners Mm -hmm. because they will have moved out of state. Mm -hmm. Um, We need to retain our youth Mm -hmm. here who are graduating from our colleges because there will also be nobody here to support those businesses that we're trying to attract. Correct. Um, so I think uh, becoming more realistic mm-hmm. about um, what it takes to put a roof over one's head, mm-hmm. encouraging people to participate, to run for office. If they believe what they are thinking, then they should get out there and tell the world mm-hmm. about that. Because we need people in leadership who have um, a basis Mm-hmm. for what they're telling people I agree, and how the world should be. And they need to not be so far removed from the reality of what it takes to um, get through each and every day. That's right. Yeah. Um, so I think if we could work on some of those issues, we would be far better off. And I love, John, your reference to um, sort of helping each other because yeah. I think that's the case regardless of whether you're working in economic development, whether it's the city or mm-hmm. catch. Um, we need to get away from this siloed um, nature of the way that we used to work. Yeah. Um, resources are going away every day. They're never coming back, at mm-hmm. least in my experience. Mm-hmm. And so we have to get together and try and figure out how do we do more with less? Um, smarter. And, and how mm-hmm. are we smarter mm-hmm. in doing that? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that we have some tremendous uh, human assets here in Concord, very, very smart people that can get together and really work on some solutions here to some of these issues. And John, you have something to say? I'm just inspired by the response we've received from the community, whether it's the Unitarian Church locally or um, foundations like New Hampshire Travel Foundation or local banks like Merrimack County Savings Mm -hmm. Bank, all have responded to our call to action. So actually, our resources have been increasing because we raised $14 million this year. Wow just to keep up with the demand. Yeah. That's what's been required, but people are responding. And so I actually see this very positive future where more people are engaged. We have individuals, we have over 650 uh, investors in the community loan fund that make it possible for us to be doing this work. And so I actually see that increasing. When your listeners hear about this, they may say, hey, I can do something in mm-hmm. Congress. And we accept in, uh, investments of small as a thousand dollars so even for a thousand dollars you can you, you can do something with it of this and that's easy on your Absolutely. website so yeah and i think that's what more and more people that are I, I i agree with what you're saying when you're saying what's my money doing yeah is it's it really working? impact investing correct um, yeah. knowing that um you might take a little bit less on your return 
but really know where that money's going and yeah. know the impact in your own community. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest Jeff, return we provide is yeah. is beyond the economic return. It's yes. the feeling of I think being it's the feel good to the community. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, this is the yeah. quality that I think is so special about Concord is that sense of community. Correct. Catch has been the recipient of, of community loan funds, um, loan programs mm-hmm. over the years. In fact, we were kind of spawned by the the community <laughs> loan funds to begin with, first day. And that those dollars, those first in, sort of last out dollars, oftentimes are the hardest piece mm-hmm. of a capital stack to put together. Yeah. And so, you know, the difference that you make, John, with your programs and all of the programs of the loan fund really make our lives mm-hmm. so much easier. Mm-hmm. And, and we appreciate level. we appreciate being in an opportunity to be that catalyst for you. Mm-hmm. And it, we're only there because of the individuals, the churches, the foundations that provide us That's the resources, that. who rent us their capital mm-hmm. so that we can be there in those times of opportunity and times right. of need. That's right. And I think what, what, what I see myself is those is to help those that can't or don't have you know, I've been lucky enough to be given a, a step up in the world, and sometimes I want to make my capital work better. And it's, it's you know, when you know, it's, <laughs> when I go, I've gone anyway, so <laughs> whatever. But to me, if I can put some a roof over somebody's head and food on the table, that's just why I do the job I do. That makes all the difference to me. And so, if I can use my own personal capital to do the same, I think that's important. And and what's a thousand dollars anymore? I mean, really, it's it's small right. change. That's so, right. and from Catch's perspective, um, the every dollar that we get, I am grateful for every dollar. I have one donor who sends me five dollars a quarter, oh, <laughs> and that five dollars is as important to me as somebody who sends me five thousand dollars, who can afford that amount yeah. in their life. Um, unfortunately, we're not an investment vehicle like the the loan fund, but our return on a donated investment yeah. to catch is enormous. Oh. And it really changes people's lives. Even so, for $5, yeah. You know, for, for <laughs> our, and we also um, are very fortunate to be recipients of support from the New Hampshire Charitable Foundation mm-hmm. and Merrimack County Savings Bank and many, many other um, financing institutions here in the Concord area and beyond. So please continue to give to mm-hmm. CATCH and to organizations like CATCH. Um, without those organizations, the ability to create affordable housing would simply not exist. Because if I might just end with one thing, it's okay. having cut my teeth in the for-profit <laughs> yeah. real estate investment world, yeah. if you could make the numbers work, other people would be doing it. Correct. Yeah. And it costs as much to develop here in New Hampshire as it does in Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah. And you cannot make the numbers work. So we have to look to programs to create subsidy. Yeah. And we use a program called the Low Income Housing Tax Credit Program. Yes. That many businesses are fortunate to be able to offset their tax That's true. liability dollar for dollar. Absolutely. So true. there are winners here on every side of there the is. equation. And I, have, as someone who's actually just finalizing her will, I think about that in the in in the wills as well. Absolutely. People don't think about it, but you know, you can leave a legacy for this. No question. Yeah, and no the man, I'm older, younger, whatever, think about that too. Well, John, I have to also ask you, what do you like to do in Concord on an evening? Well, I love to skate. So one of my favorite parts of the community is the White's Park. Yeah, and I just love the Black Ice uh, Pond Hockey Tournament and all the great activities. When my daughter was uh, younger and we would take trips to the White's Park, 
it just is a great gathering point for yeah. the community to come together. So I just, and I love how Concord has broken down into these various neighborhoods. Yes. That is so, like, the planning that went into that years and years ago, that's like the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> it has helped us to be that strong community because we have this neighborhood feeling. Yeah. And I think that's what it's about. It's like neighborhoods, whatever. And if you go into different ones, there's different feelings about it. And I think I love, I call it like, it's almost like the Joseph Technical Dreamcoat type of thing. You've got something for everybody, which Absolutely. I love. Well, I have to say thank you so much for taking your time to talk to us today. Um, please be sure to check out their website for more information and how you can become more engaged. And I think that is a call to action to you Concordians out there. This is a great way for you to be engaged. But to all our listeners, take time to thank those who make a difference in your life and think about random acts of kindness as you go about your everyday life. It can make so much difference to anybody that you touch. touch. So anyway, Congress. Thank you so much to, to, to talk to us and let's keep the conversation going. Until next time.